Hey everybody, welcome back to the After Amen podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Josh. And we are back for the final episode in this three-week series. We have so been blessed by these kids. Yeah, these kids have really amazed me during this. I, I mean, I was totally blown away with with how on fire they are and how they continue to be on fire for yeah. God and just the change that they're going to make in this, in this world. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope you enjoy. Yeah, I'm looking at some notes here from that Connor took during forward. Um, and I'm going to mispronounce Jake's name. I'll, I'll try to help you, but I don't, I don't know 100% either. <laughs> Forqu- I think it was Forquay. No, I think it's... Uh, Foqua or something like that. Okay, I don't, well, I don't know. Jake, well, when Jake comes on the podcast, he can get yeah, right. <laughs> Jake said, "We are either becoming more like God or less like God. There mm-hmm. is no in between." And that yep. goes back to what you said about straddling mm-hmm. the fence. It one or the other. Yeah. There is no such thing as straddling the fence. If you're straddling the fence, you're on the enemy side. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're either all in. Or you're all out. You're all out. Come That's on. right. No I mean, That's Jesus right. said that he would he would rather you be on fire yeah. than lukewarm, that he would spew you out of his mouth. That is literally what he said yep. that he would do if you were lukewarm. Yeah. And the other note that I'm looking at here that kind of goes along with what we've been talking about, about addictions, is freedom isn't doing what you want. It's doing what Jesus wants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't yes. experience true freedom in your life doing it on your own. You mm-hmm. said that so beautifully, Maddie. Like, you tried. You tried everything you could to do it on your own, and I've been there. I've not struggled with addiction, so I don't have that testimony. And for a long time, a long time, the enemy tried to tell me I didn't have a testimony because because I didn't struggle with addiction, because I didn't struggle with alcoholism, because I didn't struggle with promiscuity or anything that other people have struggled with and been delivered from the enemy tried to tell me I didn't have a testimony but the reality of it is I probably struggled with one of the most deadly things that you can struggle with and that is religiosity mm-hmm. where I was not raised to be religious but I became religious and Again, you can, you know, try to do it yourself and you can try to take it on yourself, but you're never going to be successful, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Um, is there anything specific that y'all want to share from the sessions that just really insanely stood out to you that you just feel like the Lord's leading y'all to share and it can be multiple things it doesn't have to be from one of the sessions y'all just y'all just share as you feel led because I want to if the if there's someone out there that didn't get to go and that and that needs to hear this adult youth kid I don't care how old they are um, I want y'all to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and just kind of flow when you said that, Maddie reached for a notebook. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I did the same thing. And she's got like 12 teen pages, something like it. Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher, y'all. I have to say. <laughs> but I literally went back and I looked at 
all the sessions and I wrote down specific points that I got from every single session. And I did this before I even knew about the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. So you yeah. ready. She Let's ready. have it. Okay. Well, um, from the very first session, he talked about the cycle of prayer, which is ask, watch, wait, and repeat. Mm. And I underlined repeat because um, he was talking about how we don't need to give up. You know, you never know how close you are to that breakthrough. And that's something that just hit me. And I started bawling like a little baby because... <laughs> Like, it just really hit me. I have um, family members, and I have somebody that's close to my family. Um, and we have been praying nonstop for him to be delivered because he's not living a lifestyle that is pleasing to God at all. You know, he's living for the world. He's lost. You know, we can't blame him for being, you know, hurtful or toxic or manipulative, you know, hurting my niece, hurting my sister, I can't blame him because he's somebody that's lost. Hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And that's, um, and that's where he's at right now. And, um, you know, I've felt really discouraged because, I mean, I felt way out of my comfort zone. I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to talk to him one-on-one, and I did not want to do that. And I told Quinn about it, and he was like, oh, you're doing it. And I was like, <laughs> I want to, but, but I did. And I talked to him one-on-one, and... You know, he seemed to be really attentive and stuff, and, and I felt like, oh, well, maybe, you know, it's making a difference. And then it went right back to the same stuff, mm-hmm. and I started to get really discouraged because, you know, I was just like, what's the point of me even praying for him? And I know that that came from the enemy because yeah. Yeah. he wants him to stay in the world. Mm-hmm. He wants right. him to stay lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, I can't give up. I'm too yeah. close, and yeah. I don't know how close or how far it is. But one prayer is closer than I was before, yep. not my Come on. And so, yeah, I, I was just about to say, sometimes yeah. they won't respond immediately when we're when we're trying to get through to them with people. Trust me, I've I've had situations with people that are very close to me where I feel like I'm pulling teeth to get them to just listen to me right. sometimes. But I honestly kind of feel like I'm in that situation right now. I've got someone that is in, incredibly close to me. And I know he loves God, but he's struggling with some things. And instead of giving it to God and really letting God take it, he's trying to do it himself. Yeah. And I'm having trouble. And so this is very encouraging for me mm-hmm. because I'm having trouble. I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I like control. I need to fix everything. Me too. I need to control the situation. I need to control everything that's going on. And that's my nature. I don't know if that's the mom in me. I don't know if that's just my personality. Um, I just know that's how God made me and that's the way I am. And so that is one thing I struggle with is understanding that I have to stand on the promise that he gives in Mark eleven twenty four, where he says, Whatever you ask for, you will have. But it's through our faith that we have that. Exactly. Exactly. It's not by anything that we're going to do. That's why the devil doesn't always attack them in a way. Sometimes he attacks the people that are praying for him. Yeah. So, So this is very encouraging because, like you said, you never know... You can say, well, I've prayed for him a hundred times. Well, it might be that hundred and first time that makes the difference. That's right. So... 
don't stop. And it also, I'm sorry. It also caused me to like, um, shift the way that I was praying to, because Mm -hmm. not only was I getting a little bit complacent in my prayers, because I felt so repetitive, you know, Mm -hmm. saying like, Lord, please do something. I was, you know, pleading with God, like, please do something. And then it made me kind of shift to where now I'm thanking him in advance because I know that he's going to deliver him. I know that he's going to make a change and that he's planting seeds. You know, he's using us to plant seeds. And I know that God is going to nurture those seeds. They they are going to fall on good soil somewhere. It may not be from me. It may not be from my family, but somebody's going to sow a seed that comes from the Holy Spirit and he is going to be delivered. And I feel that in my spirit and I know that he will. And so it shifted the way that I was praying instead of pleading with God and begging God. Now I'm going ahead and I'm thanking him in advance because I know that he's going to have a breakthrough. Come on. I I can speak from personal experience that just because that there aren't necessarily interested or responding to the call of God at the time doesn't mean that they're not that those seeds aren't being planted because <laughs> there was no part of me that was that cared anything about God before well your brother look yeah. at your brother and the but, way he watched you yeah. even though you didn't even realize he was watching you and he if he were here tonight he'd tell you the same thing yeah. Yeah. you know seeing what God did in you and then you being there for him and honestly being a confidant to him when he was doing things you knew were just wrong and you knew that he was going down a dangerous path sometimes i just wanted to smack him but right know. but but because sin, you didn't but because you didn't and you showed him love and showed him you could be trusted you had a big part in shifting his life back the way it needed to go you know so that's just one example i mean we could all probably give examples sitting around this table yeah there are things that like i don't even i hardly even remember learning but like in uh kids ministry growing up it's like once I got saved it was just like I remembered things that like for no reason like I, I I never thought about it but it was like it just popped up some old memory that was buried deep down within me that I I didn't even know what was gonna happen yeah um but the seed was there and it was growing and so don't be discouraged when it comes to to sharing yeah because they they might not it might not seem like they're listening but their soul is just because you don't see the seed growing doesn't mean you shouldn't plant it exactly you should it's good always (laughs) should always whenever you plant the seed always have faith that it is going to grow it's not going to grow on your time and you may not see it grow but it has to it has to get its roots first Mm -hmm. before it grows before it's before you see that it's growing some plants grow faster than others Mm -hmm. yeah and one of the things that you have written down connor you shared your notes with me so one of the things that you have written down from that session is um god is never concerned about the posture of your prayer he's concerned about the Mm -hmm. posture of your heart Mm -hmm. so sometimes i almost have to wonder and i'm i'm talking to myself when i say this sometimes i almost have to wonder if 
we have to repeat our prayers sometimes because the posture of our prayer is not what's important. It's the posture of our heart. And mm-hmm. where are we praying that from? Are we praying yeah. that from a point mm-hmm. of frustration? Because if we are, then maybe we need to check ourselves. If we're yeah. praying mm-hmm. it from a position of judgmental uh, uh, attitude or, or or anger, or what posture are we praying that out of? The posture of our heart is what matters. Yeah. We try and make our prayers sound good, and we, we, we have this image that prayer has to sound a certain way. No. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Sometimes I lay on my bed, and I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> because there's nothing. Like, I'm not going to sit down and, like, fold Let's my talk. hands, bow my head, be like, oh, oh, dear, oh dear graciously <laughs> heavenly Father. Um, I come before thee in humility, like King no, James version. like yes. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm King just going to be raw with God. If I can be raw with a friend and Jesus is supposed to be my best friend, how would I, how can I not be raw with God? And, mm-hmm. and, and not that we're saying that you can't say those eloquent, eloquent words. Yeah. You yeah. can, and it's not wrong to, but there are sometimes you just got to get vulnerable and real with yeah. him. Oh, yeah. You know, you just got, you got to let some walls down. Because a lot of times when we aren't willing to do that, that's where that religiosity comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else on that that session that y'all want well, to just really hit on and share? I think that – were you about to say something? Okay. I, for me, the whole ask, watch – Ask, watch. Ask, watch, wait, and repeat. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, for, it hit me yeah, big in a way because sometimes I'll pray about a situation and I, I don't see it happening. But um, like literally in the story, he had to go back seven times mm-hmm. and he saw nothing. And well, this is from six times. He first, saw nothing. first Kings 18. chapter 18, yeah, yeah. verses 41 through 44. So yeah, for um, yeah, y'all go back and read that because it's it's powerful. Just go read all of first Kings 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's but an option too. <laughs> he had to go back six times and he didn't see anything. And like he he had a whole like charade thing going on. Like he was pretending like he was the guy going up to the mountain, like, hey man, I don't see nothing. <laughs> but um it's it's it spoke to me because it's so many times it's, we give up. Like I know that I, after the second prayer, I don't see anything. I would maybe pray again, but that would be like I'll be doubting that uh, I didn't see anything the first two times. So I just, and eh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of hesitant to pray this third time. Yeah. And then we try to solve it. Oh yeah. And then and we I try actually, to solve I it. I actually have written down in my notes: if you could have solved it, you would have done it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are things that we can't solve that we just have to rely on. <laughs> right. Right. You because know, y'all saying that makes me think. I've been doing a study on. It's a it's a study book called Psalms for Prayers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um one of the things that the Lord laid on my heart as I was going through this study, it's not really a study, I don't guess. It's it's just it takes you through the Psalms and kind of teaches you how to pray yeah. um based on the Psalms and one of the things that God had laid on my heart even before I started the study but really impressed me during this study is that you know back during our fasting episodes you hear us talk about a fasting hit list and those are the things that you're believing god to do through the fast whether it's during the fast after the fast you know whatever um but i began to feel very led to start a prayer list and i'm talking about like 
I've literally got it written out with check boxes beside it, and I'm ready to start marking some things off. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm ready to start seeing some things that I'm believing and putting my faith out there that God's going to do in my life, in my family's life, in my friends' lives, all of those things. And I've literally been getting up in the mornings and I'll hold that prayer list in my hands and I'll go one by one. May not go in the same order every time and I may pray it differently, but the gist of it is the same. And I am determined that, like you said, Quinn, I don't care how many times I've got to pray it now. I'm not second guessing it. If I've got to pray it a hundred times, I'm praying it a hundred times. If I got to pray it a million, I'll pray it a million. I won't give up. Yeah. I've just, yeah. there's this new determination in me that I'm just, I'm not going to let the enemy talk me out of my faith anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go ahead, finish what? That's really the, the posture that we have to have. Like, mm-hmm. we have to be determined to see prayers get answered. Yeah. Oh, well, well, to see God move rather said than Jesus didn't say that if you, you know, if you have enough faith or, or like, let me word it correctly, um, that if you have enough faith and it aligns with what the whole world is saying and it seems mm-hmm. actually possible and all this, like, <laughs> no, th- yeah, there are things that just are not explained. Literally, I know Mama talked about uh, Mark eleven twenty four earlier, but I want to go back a couple verses to verse twenty three, or I guess one verse. Um, it says, "For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says." Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense that a mountain would jump into the sea, but if we have enough faith. Jesus literally just said <laughs> yep. that we, yeah. and if, if I can believe John three sixteen, I can believe that verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. For sure. That's, that is so true. I had read something one time. Um, it talked about the faith, the size of a mustard seed mm-hmm. and the mustard seed is, is so small. Yeah. And I seen, it's like, it's not about having a lot of faith. You know, it's not about how much faith you have. It's about what you do with that little faith that you have. Yeah. Because when he went up on that mountain that seventh time, he seen a cloud the size of a man's hand. It's, it was small. But, man, the, the outpouring that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That's awesome. Anybody else got anything on that session you want to share? Um, I, I would just say that, um, and this was one of my favorite sessions so if we're talking about it for half the podcast i guess it's okay um so good but one one thing that i that spoke to me a lot is that the when he had to go back seven times right we, we talked about that where he goes seven times and each of the first six times he's like there's nothing there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of times where we check the first time and then we start get discouraged and we lose faith. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is you have to constantly have faith because God's timing is always perfect. <laughs> always. Yep. Not only that though, when he went the seventh time and saw something, he didn't see much. He saw, he literally saw a cloud the size of a man's hand coming yeah. up. And I wonder how many times where we were so close to a breakthrough 
But mm. since the result, the immediate results, the first results we saw were nothing but small, we 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 stopped trusting in God and we stopped mm. having faith in Him because we didn't see big enough results quick enough. Yeah, it's not what we thought it should be. Yeah. yeah. So I was listening to Kevin Wallace the other day on their podcast, and he was talking about dealing with doubt. Mm. And one of the things he says is the enemy cannot make you doubt. He can only send you the invitation. Man, that's good. That's good. It's up to you whether you accept that invitation. And that struck me hard. And there were a few other things he said I I wish I could remember. I wish I would have written them down, but I was driving, so that wouldn't have been a wise thing to do. But but if you have a chance, go back and listen to his... um, his podcast uh, on dealing with doubt, because I'm telling you, it oh, so good. So good. All right, what we got next, Maddie? I love how you said that, because it actually leads into the... Oh, <laughs> point here. See, Holy Spirit Thank working. Way. It all works yes. together. So the second point was that um, the enemy will attack you through your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're anchored in the certainties of God and... You know me, made an anchor chart for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she is going into teacher mode. Oh, yeah. I love it. The certainties of God um, are the three I knows, which the first one is Jesus is everything. Yeah. Um, The second one is his word is truth. So Mm -hmm. just like Connor said, if you can believe one verse, you got to believe it all because it's all the truth. And then three, God is good. No matter what the enemy tries to tell you, no matter mm. what you've gone through, God is good. He mm. is a great God. Yes, he is. Let me flip back to my notes here. <laughs> I love it. So, um, you know, keep keep yourself anchored in those certainties because anchors don't stop the storm. Mm. They keep you stable through oh, it. Oh, man, come on. Come well, on. That's the word. Man. Well, that's like the verse that says, um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't say that the weapon won't be formed. It just says that it mm-hmm. won't have the power to prosper. It doesn't yeah. even say that the weapon won't be fired. Right. It doesn't say. Oh. In fact, in actually, in fact, the word of God tells us that he will throw fiery darts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God gives us the tools that we need to defend ourselves against those fiery darts for them That's not right. to be successful. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we face, we can say it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. may not be well uh-huh. with my bank account. Mm-hmm. may not be well with, you uh-huh. know, how I feel mm-hmm. physically. But with my soul, it is it well. Is well. You better watch it when Pastor hears this podcast. Oh, yeah. You in trouble. Because you are spewing word right there. And Man, that is amazing. I wanted to, I wanted to mention also, um, during this message, he had the anchors of what we should have because he paralleled it to actual biblical anchors. Mm-hmm. And biblical an- anchors were actually baskets that they filled with rocks. Um, and he was saying that the correct um, things to put in your anchor are those those three truths that she just talked about. But he said he also took another basket and he mm-hmm. filled it with things that look good. Mm. Um, he put teddy bears and you know mm. just things that Soft look things. yeah look that look yeah. good to us all the cushiness of the world yeah. mm-hmm. and he said that this is what your basket is like if you are anchored in the world come on if you are anchored in the world 
that when you ha- when you need when a storm hits and you need to drop your anchor, it's going to do nothing but float, mm. and then you're going to be tossed to and fro. everywhere mm-hmm. because you ha- don't have a powerful anchor. Well, James chapter one mm-hmm. tells us that when we doubt, we're like a that's that's all we are. We're like we're like a, a being tossed to and fro on the waves. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so good. He said it might it might look pretty like. In the world, it's going to look pretty to everybody yeah. else having all this worldly stuff and all that. But if you don't have God to ground you in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, good. One of my notes says, if you anchor your life on culture, you will feel stable yesterday and unstable today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you feel stable in stuff that's already passed through situations that you're through that you weren't stable in in the first place. And then you feel unstable today. Mm. Hope y'all got some steel toe boots today. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm telling you. Wow. Look, they got me over here taking notes during the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> um, I have to go back and listen to this when I've got time to take some notes. Yep. <laughs> and yes, I do go back and listen to the podcast. And yes, Absolutely. I do take notes on my own podcast. <laughs> Or our own podcast, let me rephrase that. Or God's own podcast, how about that? Because that's all he is. Sorry, keep going. Um, well, that's all I have for the second one. I mean, I wrote a lot of notes. Like, <laughs> but during, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah that was I like the, the meat of it. Yeah, if we I went through you. every single note, we would be here all Oh, yeah, we would be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And then Dawn Cherie was next. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. talked about a hill to die on. Yes. And I loved hearing y'all talk about that. That when was y'all my were, favorite one. Yeah. Talk about it a little That's bit, Brecklin, like what you got out of it the most. And um, I got a bunch of notes about it because she was just, oh. It was good. I love, <laughs> I love what she said. But um, mostly she talked about, like, at the beginning she went into, like, how you have to deny, like, your human desires and everything to like get closer to God because if you give it to him then he'll give you rest he'll give you Mm -hmm. peace with it but if you don't it's just gonna keep worrying you you're just gonna keep stressing about it so like you know I related that if this helps anybody I related that to like at school people start try to start stuff with you start drawing with you or something right you can like just deny it. Just like give it to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's not just at school. That's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, adults mm-hmm. even deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she moved on to having your heel to down, having what you're gonna not die for, but also live for, because mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna die for is what you're living for. So if you're living, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're living for God, then that's good. You're living for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're not living for God, you might as well already be dead. Oof. That's what she said. Man, that's good. Yep. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to deny yourself and mm-hmm. be on that right heel. And that's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. You know, denying yourself is not something that mm-hmm. you just do one time to make a decision to live for Christ. It's a decision that you make on a day-to-day basis well, and sometimes an hour-to-hour basis on bad days. I'm and, just I'm just putting it yeah. out there. Am I the oh, only one? Oh no, you're very you're very <laughs> right. And I, I can't remember where it says it, but it the Bible literally says to take up your cross daily. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say 
to every once in a while take it up when you feel when you feel comfortable like, to do it when you got the strength to um one of the things that that she said in that message that stuck out to me was she talked about not only preaching and you know in saying uh about god and you know proclaiming god and all that but there's actually one note that i wrote down it says i want my living to be better than my preaching Mm. wow Mm -mm -mm. and because here's the thing if you're living (laughs) if you're living for god fully that's going to mean a whole lot more than if you just say stuff about god and tell them how good god is but because actions speak louder than words um pastor has a saying that he says a lot he says preach always and use words when necessary Mm -hmm. um that's Pre- good. We don't we don't stop preaching just because we're not behind a pulpit. Come on, <laughs> come on. And you never say that. He's watching. <laughs> oh, come um, on. We don't stop preaching just because we're not behind a pulpit. What'd you say, Maddie? Because you never know who's watching. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's, that's so true. good. So good. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna have service in there, <laughs> y'all. Get me excited. All right, anything else on Don Cherise? I really wanted Brooklyn to talk about that one. All I wrote yeah. down was that we're all choosing a hill to die on, so make sure that yours is a reflection of God and not yourself. Yeah. But I really wanted Brooklyn to speak on it because that's the one that she really yeah, you know, I remember resonated her with saying, a lot. Yeah, that it really resonated with her. Um, and by the way, Brooklyn said she wasn't going to talk at all. And so did Maddie. So, and Maddie yeah, did too. So I just want y'all to—I just want y'all to hear this. God's These women of God are okay. making an impact, y'all. They are making an impact. I thought I was gonna be sitting here. <laughs> oh, you thought, but I'm talking. You thought. Yeah, yeah. It, it has his—you know—Holy Spirit has his way around these tables a lot, a lot. Oh. <laughs> um, and then Jensen. Oh man, <laughs> Pastor Jensen Franklin, man. I heard all kinds of stuff about this message about grizzly oh bears. Goodness. I've heard so much about ain't, bears. You I ain't know, wrong right? about bears. The first 25 minutes Might as well have a of bag this of did not have to do with anything of the word. He was just talking about bears. And we were so confused. We were all sitting there like, where is he going with this? What? what? <laughs> you thought it didn't have it. Yeah. yeah you oh, thought. no. I knew that he had a... He had a a reason for what he was doing because yeah. he's been doing this a little bit oh, yeah. longer than I have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm 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 gonna trust that that God, you know, directed him the way right. that he needed to exactly. be for a reason. <laughs> but we were just so confused, especially because he got up there and the first thing he says is, I've got a clock. I'll be done with this in about twenty minutes. And about twenty five mm-hmm. minutes later he's still talking about bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were very That's confused. Way over that time <laughs> Was bears are they were like, Wow, okay, yeah. Maddie said her notes say bears are terrifying. That was the first 25 <laughs> minutes of yep. the message, yeah. and like he had a reason for everything he said because oh, he tied yeah. it he all tied up. It oh, sure, mm-hmm. sure, but basically, and I believe they're gonna have all of these messages eventually available. I think so, probably. I think so. Yeah, I think in the in past years they've they've released these messages on YouTube. Um if not you can go on YouTube and watch uh 2021's which was just as good. So uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that before forward. Hopefully they will hopefully they will because I definitely want to want to go back and listen. But go ahead. They he talked about bears and he was talking about how what like one in 25 bears yeah, 20, are is the one that 24 bears. Okay, 
the 24 bears, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're scared, more scared of you mm-hmm. than you are of them. And then, but there's that 25th bear. bear. <laughs> that, there's that, that 25th one, bear that's not scared of anything. And you never yeah. know which one it's going to be. So yeah. You got to, you got to pretend like all of them could be the 25th bear. You got to be on guard all the time. Oh, yeah. he, wow. he said in one part of the message, he said, they don't walk around with numbers on their shirts that say, hey, I'm the 18th <laughs> one. There's nothing to worry about here. Yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm number 17. <laughs> and and sometimes, sometimes that 25th bear is something that we don't think about like being that bad. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's mm-hmm. like music we listen to. And wow. I've got convicted about this before because I listen to some music that I should not be listening to sometimes. Um, you know, I'm going I'm to throw this out there since you brought that up. And I don't know who this is for, but we, when we did our corporate fast in January, that was one of the things I fasted among several other things. But I gave up all secular music mm-hmm. of any kind. And I'm going to be honest with you. I could care less if I listen to secular music now. Because it's become such a habit and such a edification to my spirit to listen to nothing but music that lifts up the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. It makes a huge difference. You don't realize how much it makes a difference. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. Uh, Does anybody else want to say anything? No, go ahead. Well, for the people that's wondering, why are they talking about bears for? But <laughs> it, it, the bears symbolize something. Is that, that what the people sound like that yeah. are listening? <laughs> no, uh, possibly. What are they talking about bears for? <laughs> well, that, that was what we sounded like the first 25 Sorry. minutes yeah. of this message, so it's okay. <laughs> but it, the bears, they symbolize things that that are fatal to us, like addictions, like music, like, mm. I mean, anything that you want to fill in the blank with. Right. And that may not seem harmless, but we're really are really like tearing you to shreds. Mm-hmm. And um he had I don't know, I think it was like three, maybe three notes. Um, and one of them was group up. Mm-hmm. Is that one was group up, get you a group of friends, get around people that are believing, you know, for your healing, that are believing for your breakthrough as well, that are praying for you as well. They call you higher. They call you higher. Mm-hmm. I think that was the second note, maybe. Yeah, I think that was or make a no- was it make a noise? I, I think that was the third note. Sorry, I'm I, I don't blowing these notes out of. He talked notes. about bears for so long that I don't. I didn't even take notes. So yeah, you're good. Um, uh, yeah, he said, <laughs> "Group up, you're you're vulnerable on your own." Uh, so many times we try to like, um, try to face our own things by ourselves and. Mm-hmm. We see that it is not working because our strength has the strength to do nothing. Mm -hmm. So uh, group up, get around people that are praying with you, praying for you. Um, Second thing, make noise. Uh, That's when we praise God and we rejoice with God. Um, When did the walls fall down in Jericho? hmm. At Jericho, seven Mm times they walked around and made a a noise, blew Mm -hmm. them, blew them trumpets. And, but, um, and shouted. And shouted. Mm-hmm. Imagine what but, you can do if you just shout every once in a while and just make a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. And man, that's, that's <laughs> so good. And that's a weapon. You know, you, you hear a song that talks about my praise is a weapon. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. That is a weapon, you know, oh, to absolutely. turn away those very fatal sins that we try to hide from mm-hmm. Jesus. Come on, um, that's a word. Well, the song that says, This is how I fight my battles, that's mm-hmm. so true mm-hmm. because. I can't fight him in my own strength. Right. So sometimes I just got to glorify God and 
that's how I fight them. Yep. Hmm, that's it. That's good. Um, we make noise. Um, we praise God. Um, don't stay silent. That's mm-hmm. what the enemy wants you to do. And I'm really pointing at myself here. Um, a lot, especially with the group of one, I try to, I hold everything in and go it alone, and I don't mm. want to talk to nobody. I'm sorry, I'm I'm seven on my own toes here, but um, <laughs> well, idle mind is the devil's playground. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And for sure. idle idle prayers don't get you nowhere. Mm. Ooh, that's oh, a word. On. I feel like that's a spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you group up, you make noise, and you climb higher. Mm. Um, Jesus brings you up higher. Um. Yeah whenever you don't go it alone whenever you make noise um he brings you out of that pit he brings you out of that place that you were so stuck in that you knew was you had no way out of he just has this mighty hands that just pulls you out um it just wraps you in his love and like just freedom just unexplainable freedom yeah and i'm gonna let somebody else talk on that well the thing the thing about the 25th bear like one and 24 are kind of docile they'll they're very skittish when you make a lot of noise you know you can scare them off but that 25th bear you know if you make a lot of noise it's going to charge you uh-huh. and that's exactly how the enemy attacks you know yeah. when we start making a lot of noise when we're living for jesus that's when he attacks the hardest yep. mm. because if you're you know sitting there doing what he wants he's not bothered by you mm-hmm. you know so if if satan's not trying you you need to be looking at yourself Oh, and, come on. I was just about to say and that. Like, and then the, the other oh, thing, right. too, though, about the 25th bear is it doesn't just attack. It stalks. Mm-hmm. And it looks for its prey. And that's how the enemy will sneak up on you, It too. picks its perfect you know, opportunity. Exactly. It may start with, oh, well, this one little secular song is not bad. Right. And then all of a sudden it just opens the door for so much more that's not that bad and the thing is sin is not your friend it's not here to be your friend it's not here to say oh it's okay no it's here to destroy you just like that 25th bear and one thing that he said if the bible calls it a sin your opinion does not matter matter. (laughs) that's true that's good that is good that is good I think he gave a story too. Like he was saying that a park ranger uh, yeah, was training was someone and um, he was showing him around like the campground, showing him the different types of bears and, you know, where they um, like uh, hibernated and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, the the trainee, go, uh, he looks over and he sees this bear in the bushes. I guess the ranger didn't see it. Um, and, he, and he tries to you know, not make it big, you know, it's just like maybe nudge him or something or try to tell him, it's like, hey, there's a bear over there. And um, I think the ranger, you might have to help me with this story, but yeah, the, he took, he because he had a, he had a rifle. Yeah, he had a, the, um, the, the, the park ranger did, not the yeah, new guy. Yeah, they don't, not they the, not the new rangers, guy because he so wasn't allowed rifles. to carry one. But um, he, the, this guy was supposed to be training the guy and he takes the rifle and they, they said that basically all they saw was like eyes that were just massive mm-hmm. and like a snarling mouth just in like off in the darkness and he takes his gun and he points and he shoots and nothing it, nothing he the bear um charges them he shoots multiple times at the bear the bear never even hesitates <laughs> and the trainee runs off and he actually gets in a tree and climbs it um 
And that kind of goes into the, the get higher point mm-hmm. because yeah. grizzly bears can't climb trees because they're too big. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the point in us getting higher. Right. Um, but he climbs this tree and he looks down and for almost an hour, he has to sit here and grew, watch this gruesome attack, um, attack from this wow. bear, like just tear this person who was supposed to be teaching him how to deal with stuff like this. Wow. He, he just for almost an hour has to just watch him be like dismantled just constantly. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, that, that, that just kind of leads into all the points and stuff like that. Like I said, there was a lot of stories a lot. about bears. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we're going to move on just for time's sake. I mean, I feel like we could sit there for a minute. Cause that's a, <laughs> could have sat it all these for a minute. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. And Jake spoke about who am I becoming um, from Romans 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Um, just some of the high points I'm seeing. Um, first point says, what should my life look like when I get saved? I feel like we could do a whole podcast on just yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. and, and we might before it's over with. Um, uh we're either becoming more like God or less like God. There is no in-between. I think I shared that a while ago. Um, but just, I mean, all of these are just incredibly profound. Um, who we are becoming is directly related to our images through Jesus's view. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else y'all want to share from that? I have a point naturally um that really like stuck out to me so y'all get your amens ready because this is really good it says jesus didn't die just for you to get into heaven he died for heaven to get into you Mm -hmm. amen that's good and the question behind that is how are you representing god how are you showing god through your actions through your images and stuff because like he talked about um he talked about two things that really stuck out to me. He talked about images and how they can be skewed. You know, um, Satan will give you an idea and then he'll follow that up with an image and yeah. bam, that's how you see things now. Oh, well, you know, um, like my dad was abusive to my mom and so now I have this idea this image not really my dad's awesome but (laughs) like he used that as an example yeah um you know my dad was abusive to my mom and so now my uh image of men is skewed right and i don't trust men at all you Mm -hmm. know and that was something that i really struggled with too because um you know i and i've told quinn this a lot of times i don't trust men and there's a reason Mm -hmm. behind that and um I just don't naturally trust men as as much as I trust women um, because of things that have happened. And I know that that was the idea that Satan put in my mind, that all men were out to hurt me, um, you know, that none of them would treat me the way that I need to be treated, you know. Um, And so it made me not trust men and like and Gwen, like you know, we've been at this for a minute now, and like 
still I find myself having like I'll over explain yeah. something because mm -hmm. I'm scared and then I'm like wait a minute like he's not gonna hurt me you know yeah. and I have to think yeah. about that and I have to remind myself that like he's he's not like that but it's because of that image that Satan allowed me to have um and then another thing that I really really got from him was um everybody talks about freedom in God and stuff and like that's one thing that like especially our generation like um, even, you know, as young as, as Brecklin in high school, up to, you know, Quinn, and, you know, Quinn's older than me, he's old. So, you know, even you his go. age, you know, like, he, uh, you know, like, we have to think about, um, we, you know, we, everybody wants freedom. Everybody wants the freedom that comes with uh, living for God, but they want to still live how they want to live. That's mm -hmm. why a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not into religion. I want a relationship with God. But that just means I want to still live for the world, but say that I love God. Mm. Um, and that's not how it is, because freedom is not, it, it doesn't mean liberty. You have the liberty to do whatever you want to do. Mm. You can choose to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But freedom with God still has boundaries. He yeah. still has a covenant that we have to obey. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference, because when you're free, like he gives you freedom, but you still have to follow God's orders, mm -hmm. you know, and people like with, with spirituality now, like it's getting really bad where people have like, you know, tarot cards and, um, you know, occult things, mm -hmm. crystals, believing yeah. that they're healing. They're not. That's witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> like that is yeah. strictly no. against God. Yeah. And Satan has used that. And he's, he's seen where, oh, well, you know, if they if they just say it's for God, if they mention God's name while they're doing it, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> like that's not right. Yeah. Throw it out because it goes completely against what God's teaching. And that's mm -hmm. opening the door for something evil, mm -hmm. for Satan to step in and and just destroy just yeah. like that bear you know yeah uh, i wanted to talk about one of the things that she said um you hear a lot of a lot of and now in today's church and not that this is necessarily wrong because we i mean this podcast has even had an episode about it in the episode those episodes actually were great <laughs> um but i wanted to talk about the whole um relationship not religion thing because i feel like some people have been taking that out of context Mm -hmm. So religion in and of itself is not a bad thing because right. religion yeah. is laws and rules that we are to follow. Right. Mm -hmm. But religion without relationship is nothing. Exactly. And that that is when you get into the whole, um, the, all the downsides that go with religion. Mm -hmm. You have to pair religion and relationship because if we don't have a, a set of rules that we are to follow and and because I mean Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. It came to fulfill it. Right. So the law still has a, a place. Right. So we are to follow the law, but we are to also have a relationship with God. And I feel like that's a lot of people have been taking that out of context. Yeah. A lot about just oh, throw out the law. It's not it's not no. No, absolutely not. No, because then you have no framework right. of of you know, your True. relationship with God. Your relationship with God needs a framework. A little, little tangent there, but I wanted to get If you have no, 17, you don't figure that out. I know, and, right? and there's folks out there have been living for God all these years and can't figure that out. He had air quotes. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, he had air quotes for those of you who can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Which is all of you. If you if you have no boundaries, you have no structure. Mm. Yeah. And if you have no structures, you're very liable to wander off, mm -hmm. you know, and get off into religious things that aren't of God. Mm -hmm. That actually goes with one of the notes that I have for this message. It says that... um. 
me see if I can find it real quick. Um, it says that boundaries create intimacy. Mm-hmm. You, That's so good. You can't get closer to God if you don't have boundaries because mm-hmm. you're just going to stray outside of those boundaries and not stay right. close to God. Yep. You have to have boundaries that you mm-hmm. keep yourself in. Yeah. Have to. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.